Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Sherwin-Williams. Thank you for joining us on Fox Sports Ohio and the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now... Here are your hosts, John Michael and Rafa Hernandez-Brito. Welcome one and all to another edition of Cavs HQ. We are presented by Sherwin-Williams, coming to you from the depths of Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. John Michael alongside Rafa Hernandez-Brito, the Spanish voice of the Cavaliers. Three wins to open up the season. The Cavaliers then drop a pair, go into Atlanta, and it sets up a beautiful performance by Colin Sexton in his hometown as he caps it with the go-ahead shot with under 30 seconds remaining to put the Cavs ahead, like I mentioned, for good. A trip that started as I was feeling bad for, for Isaac Okoro that didn't get to play in his hometown, right. but then also then Colin Sexton comes in, down 15, midway through the third quarter. Looked ugly. Those are the type of doubles. You know how we talked about how they need to learn to win games? It's, it's different to win a game where you're up by 20, different to win a close game, a lot different to win a game where you're down by 15 on the road against a team that can put the points up in bunches. And the way the defense showed up, stepped up, was just incredible to see. And I'm sure J.B. Bickerstaff was enjoying it. Yeah, first road win was the same thing in Detroit. I yeah. mean, the Cavs had to erase Double a OT. big deficit at the end of regulation, also had to do that in the first overtime, and then go on and win it in the second OT. So the Cavs get off to a good start away from home. And just nice to put some W's in that win column, right? I mean, just to just to get off to that 3-0 and start and be rewarded. J.B. Yep. said, look, it's, it's, it's early, right? The real test will come to see if we can do this each and every night. But to get that early, just a slight taste of success in their mouths to get – like I said, rewarded for all of their work, not only since December 1st when camp opened, but since last March. Yep. I mean, it's been nine months. J.B. Bickerstaff, the coaching staff, uh, has been staying in contact with the players, and it has been a long, arduous process, and they get off to a good start. And it has obviously worked. We talked about how the teams that were more innovative and were more creative in keeping the teams, the players engaged, are the ones that are going to be coming out 
ahead of these things. And, you know, you have to say, you just mentioned, and it just occurred to me, the two big wins, you have to be differently tough to win on the road, fans or no fans. But both two wins have something in common, which is Colin Sexton's signature at the end. You know, in the double, o- double overtime in Detroit, it was Colin Sexton with a steal to send it to double OT and then scoring, I think, 10 points in the, in, in the overtime, in the two overtimes. And then the win in Atlanta with that the shot at the end was just amazing. It's perfect. I mean, cold-blooded. You, yeah. you knew it was going down, too. Yeah. I mean, And he it, wanted it. Yeah, he put himself in position to succeed. We've seen the ball bouncing around a little more, popping around the floor in terms of the assists. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot early through the first few games, that tapered off a little bit, but that is a constant reminder to the players. That's something that this team wants to do from the get. Every team wants to do it, right? I mean, every team wants to move the basketball, but that has been a point of emphasis, along, of course, with defense, which we're going to get to in the second half of the show. But ball's moving, and Darius Garland has been the one running the show, quarterbacking this team in his second season. We talked about how he was the best player in the mini bubble. Yeah. The play. I'm sure our next guest will be able to tell us about that, and I think about something that I can't wait to ask him about. The final, the identity that the Cavs are developing on the court, I think, is important for 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 the progress and the future of this of this squad. That next guest is assistant coach Dan Giroux. He'll be in the first half. Joe Gabriel in the second half. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Dan because we never see him anymore. <laughs> I actually waved at him the yeah, other right. day for I mean, my for my that's broadcast the closest spot. We've gotten to anybody, a player, a coach, and, and you know, just to put this into perspective, we're at all the practices yeah. and where you glean. The knowledge, you know, if you keep your, you know, if you keep your mouth shut and your you ears open, relationships well, these are well. the experts, right? Yeah. These are the experts that you're learning from on a daily basis and getting, you know, insight and ability to see what's happening out there on the floor at a completely different level. We've only seen players and coaches through Zoom. So don't be surprised if the beginning of the interview begins like, how are you? Right. <laughs> Fully anticipating yeah. that. <laughs> it won't be your regular interview. <laughs> we, we will step away. It will be Cavaliers assistant coach Dan Giroux when we come back right here on Cavs HQ. Cavs HQ is brought to you by Sherwin-Williams, the official paint and coatings partner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And by Huntington. If you need guidance on your money right now, talk to Huntington. Welcome. And we welcome in our special guest joining us via Zoom in Orlando from the road. It's assistant coach Dan Giroux, who hails from eastern Pennsylvania. Hey, Dan, how about them Eagles? <laughs> I was going to say I miss you guys on the road. Until <laughs> <Still> now. <laughs> I don't even know how to react. I mean, A, I was half kidding. Now we have you as a lifelong Eagles fan and a coach in a major league sport. Your thoughts about what transpired on Sunday? Yeah, um, man, it was uh, it was tough to watch. I watched the whole thing too. I watched it all go down. Uh, that's part of being from Philly, right? You got you got to watch yeah. the act. <laughs> um, no, it was interesting decisions throughout throughout the whole season, and uh, you know it's a big off season, and obviously they're. They got a higher draft pick now because of what transpired. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I know football is a hard sport to not play as hard as you can every day, every every night, every snap. So we'll see how the what the outcome is in a, in a month or in two months as the as the team reshapes and reforms. And we're obviously pulling for them. I, I think. <laughs> 
not sure. If, yeah. Hey, if you're a glutton for punishment to watch the whole game, I mean, you're all in, man. You're all in with this. Being from Philly, we're we're always gluttons for punishment. <laughs> I, I thought I thought John was gonna take it easy on you and just blend it in and then bring in the Eagles a little later. No question. No question. He just went right out there. That's why. That's why you guys are my guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to be your guys, and we we did we before we brought you on, we explained to our audience that things are wildly different for those who might not be as familiar. We have not seen a coach or a player face to face all year. We haven't stepped foot on the court until today when we were taping our show. Uh, start from the beginning. I mean, obviously, this is such an odd. I mean, it's been an odd nine months. You know, the season ended in March. Cavs aren't invited to the restart. You have nine months of work to try to put something together. You get off to a great start winning your first three games. Can you try to take us through that a little bit, what that's been like for a coach and trying to keep the guys together and connected throughout this entire thing? Yeah, yeah. And I, th I think, you you know, you hit it on the head in the beginning there. It's, a, it's such an unusual time and things just keep, getting more unusual I feel like you know I think we're we're headed towards and the way it's been the protocols and the testing and your even even your schedule day to day uh is altered usually the night before you're just not really sure exactly what that next day is going to call for um so I think and I think it's been that way for a little while now um JB's done a amazing job being able to handle that day to day with with the feel and the adjustments and then his clarity on what we're what we're after in that day, what we're trying to achieve, continuing the bigger picture mentality while that smaller picture day to day changes rapidly. Um, and then travel wise, like you said, we're used to seeing you guys every day, you know, for for six, seven, eight months a year. And I think the first time I got on the plane, I I kind of joked with our uh, director of operations, team operations, Mark Cashman. I said. <laughs> Oh yeah, you, you. Where is everybody? You tell you. You said it was going to be smaller, but I'm not, I'm used to giving you know some hellos, some 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 uh, some pa some pounds, some daps, everything, and you know it's just so interesting, so, such a different um, travel situation, travel party situation. Uh, you know, it feels like we're missing family, honestly, uh, missing out on family and 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 memories together and things like that. But all in good all in good time, you know, and, and all for us to be safe and, and play the game we love and obviously broadcast the game we love and, and do things uh, correctly. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how it's been. And we're just, we're just taking it day by day, honestly. The good news is we're getting at least close to 2000 fans at the field house. When you guys come home, I know how the fans feel now because I've been waving at you from the third floor of the field house during when you guys are warming up before game, but Going back to March 10th and when everything started rolling to where we are now, how much do you think or where do you see the benefits of what the team did to make sure to keep everybody engaged, to make sure that the camaraderie was there? Where do you see the biggest result being given now that we see that, like in the case of Colin Sexton, Sexton who looks like the, the league stopped only for like a week? Yeah. Yeah, I think we were able to to build some trust and some harmony in how we were playing. I think that was a, a big thing for having our bubble in downtown Cleveland. We were able to, and it wasn't even about the X's and O's and putting in where we think we were headed. It was more the, the trust and how we were headed there. I think that's been able to lead us to when we got back together for training camp 
um, or then going into the season, the preseason to the, to the regular season, the things we kept preaching highest, highest level competition you could ever imagine. That's what we want night in night out and a selflessness to play the game the right way and how we see fit. And that began in the bubble in the summertime. And then as we had guys come back in on their own schedule, on their, on their own accord, we continued to preach those messages. And then the trust led, uh, led us to be able to get out to this start that um, we're very excited about. You see the heart, you know, now we understand also that you can't sit more than four people per table, you know, and the mealtime was also a big thing for us, you know, to share bread, even on the long trip, the holidays and all that. So where do you guys take the time? Is it other than practice and game time to actually spend time together? Since it seems that even though you're on the same road trip, you're really not. Yeah, I think the the loudest people that helps because it's three it's three at a table. You can shout across four tables if you can. <laughs> so I'm all right. I would do well there. <laughs> I think it's uh it's it's to me, it's a I enjoy being able to now change up my tables. You know, get to different people. You do get more intimate conversations. There's only three. Yeah, that's true. You know, things are going to come up. You know, I've, I've learned things about assistant trainers now, about obviously assistant coaches and, and other players, but things with our, with our, even though our travel party is smaller, you know, you're, you're, you're around people, you know, and you're able to change those seating dynamics here and there. Like, you know, our team brunch and, and our team dinners after the games, things like that, you know, you're, yeah. it is only three to table when it's usually eight, you know, and that's, that, that's interesting to, to go through, but I think we're making the best of it. And I think the, the personality matches have been, have been fun, you know, and, and you're able to, to talk, you know, more deeply, you know, at, at mm -hmm. times to, with, with people that you wouldn't have before. Uh, so you, we, we just got to take those opportunities, you know, yeah. as, as this time is, because, you know, once it gets back to eight, I, I guess that'll probably go by the wayside a little bit. <laughs> so you, you mean, you mean to tell me you don't sit next to any Cowboys or Giants fans or, or, well, there, or Washington football fans around here, you know, that, <laughs> They're, uh, that's hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Cavs assistant coach Dan Giroux. We'll be back right after this. We're going to talk on the floor in just a moment. More Cavs HQ coming up. And we're back on Cavs HQ. John Rafa and assistant coach Dan Giroux. Dan, you're a big man coach. Last year, this time, Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love. Right, Ante Zizic wasn't playing a lot at the time. This season, you're starting center 6'11", backup 7'0". The backup to him is 7'0". I mean, you have size. How has that changed the dynamic? I mean, clearly we're seeing it play out on the floor, both offensively and defensively. But for you as a big man coach, how are things different? Yeah, I mean, I think having this type of length and size on defense uh, has definitely put my eye on that side of the basketball more. Um, with the way we're protecting the paint and the way we're, we're playing in the pick and roll and the way we're, we're defending without fouling. I think those have been huge things for these, this new group of centers. Um, it's a luxury to have those extra, you know, that, that, that extra size in, in that front court you know, on those pick and rolls in the paint um, where we have threats at the rim, then conversely on offense and, that has changed things as well because it, I think it does free up our guards. We have, you know, we have great screen setters. And then when they get downhill, 
with that size, you, you have to you have to protect the paint. Conversely, you know, they, when we're rolling on offense, they have to help out. Uh, I think that's attributed uh, to our success offensively with shooting the basketball. We're getting, I think, better looks because of that. And then also, you know, those bigs when they get when they get downhill and, and they're you know they're a force to stop. Um, so that's been fun, I think. Uh, but mostly and specifically on the defensive end, it's really been exciting to to be able to tell our our young guards and our young wings like, hey, listen. If all else fails, sometimes send them to that big guy. <laughs> it's yes, going to be all right. Like we we did our best thing. We guarded eight passes in a possession. Now it's time for them to them to try making above average play against a really good defender. You know, and that could be any of the centers we have right now. And that's that's been fun. You mentioned then the uh, the the identity or the philosophy that that the coaching staff wants the guys to adopt in, inside the court, but. What gives you more pleasure to see you big guys doing what they're supposed to do, protect the rim and disrupt the other guy's offense? Or when you see them sharing the ball on the other end as well, because they're really doing things that guards do out there. Yeah, that's a good question. For how I played in college, I and I was not a force on the defensive end at all. I like the big guys sharing the basketball. As a coach, I like them more on the defensive yeah. end being protect our guys. <laughs> but you see, the way I played – uh, I'm, I'm okay teaching some of these passes that you see some of these guys making. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that that defensive end size has something to do with it. Right. And, and we're only seven games in at this point, but it's a team that ranked last in defensive efficiency last season, second right now in the middle of this road trip. Hey, did you anticipate, I mean, I, I know defense has been preached since day number one. I'm sure you didn't anticipate a 28 ranked jump to this point in the season. However, you mentioned the size, what else has it been out there on the floor in terms of what's worked defensively and how you can continue this as this season rolls along. Yeah, I think, and, and obviously I've been here through some of the, some of the tough defensive lapses that we've had um, in, in these recent years. And I think a big thing was to make this a group thing, to make this defense identity a group idea and being able to, to do that with our help defense and our, our willingness to help the man in front of us and the man next to us has really contributed to us in this defensive jump. No, I did not see a 28 uh, ranking, <laughs> 20, uh, you know, from 30 to two. I didn't see that jump happening. But right now, just the way we're playing in unison, and it's it's the same thing. It's a selfless play on the defensive end. Sometimes you're not going to get the steal, but what you are going to do is be in the way to when the pass happens. Now you have more time to close out. You you can test a three. We defensive rebound. That's a selfless act. You could have been selfish and tried to steal the basketball, but instead you're making things difficult for the team. And I think that's that's contributed to then our bigs can protect the paint, and it's a very it's a do your job mentality for them. You know, it's it's not three things; it's one. And I, I think that's helped us a lot. Simplify the defense and do it together instead of individually just keep hammering home like get better, get better, get better individually. It's more together, and that's something I think we we like and, and we we did foresee um, and JB was way ahead of that when even when he took over last season. Dan you know the three of us were lucky enough to be with the Cavs in 2016 and we also I think lucky enough to have been through this new process of growing of retooling. How satisfying it is for you because I think aside from you and Mike Gary everybody else in the coaches that were not here for the for the good days 
And but now we've kind of like seeing the the fruits of the efforts and from 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 the front office all the way down to the coaching staff. That has to be satisfying for you to see the result, like really showing up on the court. No, it's something I love specifically being involved in that process, and even from the beginning in, in the days when we were in uh, in the finals and and uh, competing for 50, 55 win seasons. You know, being a part of that process was endearing and, and something I enjoyed. And then shifting to a process here where we have youth and we have excitable players and things that are building blocks for and cornerstones for the future of this franchise to see some of these early this early season success is great but we're so excited to keep this process alive and 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 see some of the fruits of our labor but then understand this process is still ongoing and how these guys just keep getting better in front of our eyes that's what we coach for you know that that's what gets us excited you know some of these wins early on this season have been as gratifying some of those you know those playoff wins things like that the way i feel as as it ends and the clock hits zero it's like we got one tonight that atlanta game we got detroit that's a big one for the culture and the unity of this group i think that's something that we can all hang our hat on in this early season well dan long way to go obviously but early congratulations and like rafa said we are seeing the fruit of some of these guys looking like almost different players than they did a mere season ago. So, hey, thank you for your time. If you couldn't tell, we miss you, man. <laughs> no doubt. I miss you guys, too. I, I know. That's what I mean. I keep getting on the plane, and I'm like, where are they? <laughs> you got 2,000 fans coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks, Dan. Appreciate I appreciate it. Good luck. I appreciate you guys so Happy much. Happy New Year, man. Stay healthy. All right, thanks, Cavs assistant coach Dan Giroux. Back with more Cavs HQ presented by Sherwood Williams right after this. Welcome back to Cavs HQ. Good news last week, Rafa. The state of Ohio approved the Cavs' attendance variance request for right here at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. The approval now allows for the Cavs to host up to 10% of the seating capacity, which takes it to almost 2,000 fans per game. Huge jump from the state-restricted 300-fan limit that the Cavs started the season with. Now, the plan was developed with review and input from our terrific partners at the Cleveland Clinic, the NBA, the city, the county, and others. The Cavs look forward now to seeing close to 2,000 folks at the upcoming home games, starting with Memphis on the 11th, and it's Utah on the 12th, and the Knicks come to town on January 15th. Slowly but surely, the people back where they belong in the seats. And the best thing about it is that we're really doing everything we can mm. here at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse and as an organization, like you said, with our partners at Cleveland Clinic to make Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse the safest place in Ohio to watch an indoor sporting event. We have all the technology that we can actually put in here and 2,000 fans, John, is a lot better than 300 and we need them to be loud <laughs> and we need them to be active. New HVAC technology, Atmosphere. Yeah. Atmosphere. It recycles the air in the arena. It is really interesting. Yeah. We, we got a tutorial on yeah. what that looks like. Uh, but yeah, the cows have made a huge investment in the equipment, the protocols, everything else. Man, uh, can't wait to see people back in the seats. Vamos Cavs. Yeah, up to 2000 for the upcoming homestand. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be right back with the second half of Cavs HQ. It is presented by Sherwin-Williams. Back for the second half of Cavs HQ, coming to you on the television side on Fox Sports Ohio and simulcast on the Cavaliers radio network. 
and it's time to invite in an old friend, a friend of the show, the inventor of Cavs.com. He covers the Cavs. It is Joe Gabriel. Yeah, you always undersell him because he is the inventor of NBA.com. You know, he used to be the beat writer for the whole Eastern Conference when when the internet started. I don't, we still don't know. (laughs) We still have the debate whether it was him or Al Gore who invented it. We are talking about my, my road dog partner, my, the member of the the death row on, on the is. team plane, yep, there he uh, is. Mr. Joe Gabriel, otherwise known, more popularly known as El Lobo, and I would like to add another feather to 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 Joe G's um, cap. Cap. Mm-hmm. He is now founder, creator, inventor of. Why not go radio podcast? <laughs> I, I've been asked to do the jingle for mm-hmm. him. What's up, Lobo? How about you, man? Man, that's such a that's such a huge intro. I, c- I can't even live up to that. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! I missed something. I missed something. Live from the Alamo, Joe G. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, you know when you when you mentioned it about being road dogs, I, I kind of miss I miss being on the road with you guys, man. I mean, I love being in the Alamo. I love having my pets. <laughs> you guys on the road. I miss you guys. Yeah, it's it's strange. You know, we had Dan Giroux as assistant coach in the first half. We haven't even seen anybody, Joe. I mean, I haven't talked to a coach live. We talked every day a player live all year. It's it's just wild the times we live in. Yeah, you, you. I mean, all year for seven months, at least seven months a year, you are immersed. You, you literally. I mean, you guys know it. Your family. That is your family. You see them. You're with them every day on a bus, on a plane, in a hotel, on a practice court. Uh, you know, pregame, postgame, you eat with them. I mean, it, you do everything, and now you don't. So it's kind of weird. Well, J. Mike and I are lucky that you have been gracious enough to invite us to be part of the new, the new adventure of the Joe G's adventure. Talk to us a little bit about Wine and Gold Radio. It's not a podcast. It's an old-school radio show, and, and where are we going with this? Well... I mean, I, we're, like we, I feel like we're the last human beings to actually do a podcast. Like every single other human has done one. Uh, but no, I really think, and I don't even like calling it a podcast. I learned how to do radio old school, and that's kind of what I want to make it. I have the attention span of like a chimp. I mean, like a small chimp. I, I, I can't listen to people talk for that long. So... What I'm trying to do is to, to bring some ear candy, some some drops, some sounds, some music. Uh, that's what I want to do. And, and I have two best co-hosts in the world. So uh, I just feel like I, I feel like it's going to be great. Uh, I think we have a special guest this week coming up. So I'm excited about it. I really am. And by the way, you can listen to it on Cavs.com, and we're still working on, 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 on expanding it to other platforms, to be multi-pla- multi-platform. But, you know, it, it, you know it's a big show when your first show is your first annual Christmas show. Yeah, that was huh? nice. That, that was nice. That was a nice It was. Time. It was a celebration. It was a celebration. That's fantastic. And it's not just Cavs, right, Joseph? I mean, we were talking Browns, and now look at them. End of the postseason. Who, the Brownies? Yeah. Uh, it's some odd news uh, today. I don't know when the show's going to air, but uh, obviously some uh, a hurdle going into this weekend. But I'm so happy. I'm so happy for the fans, and uh, they earned it, you know, and they didn't make it easy. And I'm really – I'm just looking forward to Sunday night. I can't wait. You were talking about the news about Kevin Stefanski, of course. To mm-hmm. me, they're just setting the stage for the biggest game in franchise history, right? I mean, this is – they're setting up the storybook ending – that everybody's looking for, which is going to take place on Sunday night. 
You mean no coach, was, no offensive coach, saying, no offensive right, coordinator, no wide receivers they coach? They overcame so many odds. It's just writing the story this week coming into that ball <laughs> game on Heinz Sunday. Field against the Steelers. Huh? All right, I'm buying that. I would have this question as far as coaching. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're suspended, you know, the rule is you can't be around the facility, you can't be in the weight room, you can't do anything. You, have, you can't have contact with the team. But if it's COVID-related, are you still allowed, even on game day, to call things in? And I'm not saying direct plays. I'm, so, I'm saying at <laughs> halftime, are you allowed to kind of <laughs> zoom in and make adjustments? Or if it's fourth and one, just buzz somebody, go for it. Laying in your bed at home, go right now. I, again, I don't know. The, go I don't for know two. The, I mean, yeah. it's right. <laughs> so, it's crazy, crazy times. Before we let you go, Joe, first impressions uh, of this Cavalier team. Uh, it's a backcourt of Darius Garland and Colin Sexton that appears, I don't know if rejuvenated is the right word, but they both have gotten stronger. Their games have gotten much, much better as Darius moves into his second season, Colin into his third, and the Cavaliers are reaping the rewards. We've been seeing the results. And and don't forget, on the defensive end, J.B. Bickerstaff has stressed they're more competitive on that side of the ball as well, and, and that has played out in the numbers too. Yeah, I mean, if you and if you want to ask me my overall – I mean, for the team, you know, obviously guys have done well. Garland has been great. Uh, uh, Larry Nance has been great. You know, there's been a lot, obviously a lot of injuries. But the guy I really have grown to admire and respect is, is Colin Sexton. And I, a lot of people were uh, early critics of his, including me, I'll admit it. Uh, he played a little helter-skelter sometimes. But, man, especially with guys missing games, you see what it's like to never miss a game. Uh, you brought up John on the air about his points in the paint for a guard. I mean, he goes at it. He, you know, I mean, he's just a, a relentless ball player. He can score 20 points any against any team any night. So really, man, I, I tell you what, as much as I've admired the job uh, JB's done, I've really admired Colin Sexton this year, man. He, he's been a great team guy. And, oh, by the way, he just turned 22 years of age. And, and that's what I was going. <laughs> right. I think you got to give it to everybody, Joe, because, you know, the player obviously believes in himself, but also the coaching staff. And then we all were – I think everybody was hard on, on Colin Sexton when, when he was learning to be a professional as a, as a teenager, right? And, mm -hmm. and the way he has done it, how many times we talked about – Oh my God! Eight months stop. How is this going to affect the players? <laughs> I think he his stop was like two days. Yeah, it didn't seem to bother him at all. Missed a couple of preseason games and hit the ground running once the regular season began. Right. I mean, and, and JB always the phrase JB always uses he could roll out of bed and score twenty points, and it's the truth. And yet you realize, I mean, how difficult that is in the NBA. I mean, and they're geared to stop him, specifically him, and they can't. So. Uh, again, as good as everybody's been this year, uh, he, he's really been he's been the standout player. And when you look at that graphic, forget about the first row, all right? Forget about the points. Look at the efficiency. Field goals, 55%. Three-point field goals, 54%. This is a carryover from his final five games of last season yeah. where he was doing precisely the same thing. But it's, it's great to see the work paying off. It's great to see the growth and the maturity of the guy mm -hmm. who learned the hard way. Let's say it. He learned the hard way as a rookie and as a, as a second-year player. I mean, really putting his body out there, not missing a game. You mentioned it, Joe, but the way that he's taking now, he's so efficient. You mentioned the, the, the percentages off the floor and, 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 and being really a leader 
over there. I mean, on the court. It, it, it's, there's really nothing you can say. And you're always going to have that with him, that everybody's going to talk about Luka Doncic and about Trey Young. But, you know, in the games against Orlando, we saw a guy come off the bench on mop-up time that got, got drafted ahead of him. So, Mo Bamba. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, listen, for, for where he was drafted, I think the Cavs have to be thrilled. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, yes. As Colin picked up eighth uh, in that particular draft. Joseph, final thoughts uh, as the Cavaliers, after this long road trip, finally come home, getting more fans in the building, which, of course, is a positive sign, too. Yeah, that's going to be nice. It's going to be nice to start uh, filling out the, the, the arena, and it's going to be nice to kind of fill out the bench. I mean, they need to get healthy. If you want my final thoughts, it's yeah. like – they need to start getting their guys back. I mean, that's really what they, you know, it's, it's like cooking a meal without all the ingredients. They just, they need to get healthy. They need to get their, when you look at these games and you look at how good JB's had them playing, how well he's had them playing, I should say. Uh, when you add a couple players, a couple more, you know, a, a couple more healthy bodies in there, they can make some noise. Hey, can I make a suggestion for, for your set over there? You know, just in case yes. a fan watching on Fox Sports Ohio or listening to us on, on the Cavaliers Radio Network, the wolf is an artist. You should put one of your paintings behind you. So we, you know. <laughs> Add to the ambiance. Yeah. yeah. Okay, N- next time I will. Next time I'll do one with or, one. Or- <laughs> <laughs> We're going to expect more Hello. next time around. I mean, yeah. you're a friend of the show. Now it's about time you, you pick up your background game. All right. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is pretty, this is pretty scarce. <laughs> we like it though. We like, we, we love just, the Alamo. Yeah. A little bit, something extra next time. Hey Joe, thanks for the time. Thanks guys. Great talking to you. <laughs> more Cavs HQ right after this. Inside the friendly confines of Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. John Michael and Rafa Hernandez Brito. All right, what do you want to talk first? Big men, defense, or both? I think, I think they go they yeah, go right. they go together, but obviously the improvement in our defense is directly related by the improvement on the of obviously the length and the depth that, that we have now. In, you know, in, in inside the paint, and and it is something. It's a joy to watch. I, whatever you want to pick, I think it's always it's a good start. In the middle of the road trip, the Cavaliers had the second ranked defense in the entire NBA. That's points per hundred possessions. That's how that's measured yeah. out. And, it's and we an were what last field. year? What's that? What we were what last year? Ranking thirtieth uh, yeah. out of thirty NBA teams. So again, it's a small sample size, but boy, it's hard not to be excited for a team leading the league in turnovers forced. Points off turnovers, it, it's just a different look. And a big part of that is Andre Drummond and Larry Nance. Boy, they got they get their hands uh, on a lot of passes back there on that defensive end. With Drummond doing his thing, you know, he's won the, the rebounding title three times, and he's leading the league in rebounding. And the best part about it is that all our bigs, John, are doing better than career average in points, assists, and rebounds. I'm talking about McGee coming off the bench, great energy, great leadership, and obviously Larry Nash Jr. thrown into the starting lineup because of all the of all the injuries, right. leading the league in the middle of the road trip in steals and steals per game. That only tells you that he's very active inside that paint. Yeah, I mean, the Cavs have had two of their bigs consistently in the top 10 in steals per game. And, and how about deflections? Yep. Larry Nance far and away leads the NBA in deflections. For a while, he was up near six a game. Last season, for frame of reference, Fred Van Vliet had the most, a little bit over four per game. So a sensational start for Larry Nance. And you brought up JaVale McGee. <laughs> I mean, that's the pleasant surprise award 
of the early season for me. I mean, he's coming in. He's providing big minutes. That win in Atlanta, I mean, J.B. Bickerstaff just rode him down the stretch until Jamil couldn't move anymore. And the Cavs pulled it out in Atlanta as Colin Sexton and, hit the big shot late. And you would think that you he would be excused for feeling a little bit low on the energy side, especially after playing with the Lakers until late October right. and having whatever number we came out with. In 71 days, I think it was the, the break. But... The, the energy he brings off the bench, I, was, was it in Atlanta where he had like 13 rebounds in the first half and like 10 in the first two minutes? He, was, he just kept putting his hands on every single loose ball above the rim. And, and that is something I think is a credit to JB and his coaching staff because they had, they, I mean, they came into the mini bubble that we had and they came into training camp telling these guys that that was, that was something that had to be improved on, and, and, and they have done their job. And it has. I mean, and, and let's not forget, too, I mean, JaVale McGee gives Andre very important rests, yeah. mm -hmm. and you really don't – I mean, you're, you're not you're losing suffer. anything. Right? Yeah. You're, you're not losing anything. Uh, he's been great. Rim runner gets yeah. up and down the floor. It, it's been great to see. We've talked about this before, but when you contrast what this team looks like in terms of size – just to a year ago, all it was was Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love yep. in terms of rotation bigs. Ante Zizic was there. Wasn't and the Larry rotation. playing guarding bigger guys Yeah, because I mean, of the lack right. of land. The Larry Nance forced to do that. Not even counting Larry. Of course, Kevin is still there. But you start a 6'11 Andre Drummond. You come back with a 7-foot JaVale McGee. Then you have Thon Maker, another 7-foot. <laughs> just in case you need him as well. Yeah. And actually, the way the injuries, unfortunately, have plagued the Cavaliers early, JB has needed Thon Maker. And we have talked to him about that the fact that, you know, with the situation going on in real life right now and the injuries, you have to be ready. You have to be ready when your name is called because you don't know when that's coming. And and and, and Thunmaker, I think, has given that energy that had stayed constant for the Cavs guarding the rim. And I think it, 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 JB mentioned it the, uh, before a game the other week, the other day, that the fact that we have that rim protection is actually allowing our perimeter guys to do also a better job and be more aggressive sure. guarding, guarding the perimeter. And that's the idea. He says, listen, we have two huge guys in here who can swat, you know, get out shots, there. talk guys out of shots, <laughs> get out there, be aggressive. Yeah. And that's the way it's worked out for the Cavs. So a lot of good things taking place on that defensive end of the floor. Uh, you know, I when you step back and you look at this team right now, anything that's surprised you? Does anything stand out? I mean, we talked about some of the numbers, which are shockingly different mm -hmm. than what we saw just a mere season ago. Anything that surprises you? I wouldn't say surprised, but I would say greatly amazed by, by Colin Sexton's improvement. Sure. I think that I mean, that's something that has to be said. He has taken a, a bad deal with not being recognized his rookie year, not being recognized his second year. It's fueling him, too. And I think well, he has helped it. us because he's a chip on his shoulder mm -hmm. that he has enjoyed. But what he has done in terms of averages, in terms of consistency, not only in point score and, and off the floor, but also playing every single game, I think it's something that, that it, it, it has to be put out there and it has to be recognized. Yeah, no question. And, you know, I think the numbers play that out. We talked about it in the last segment. His efficiency mm -hmm. has been off the charts. You mentioned that depth. After the first game in Orlando where Dante Exum was hurt, the Cavaliers were down to 10 healthy bodies. That's not out of a 15-man roster. That's a 17-man roster, including the two two-way guys in Marquise Bolden uh, and Lamar Stevens. Yeah. And Stevens got some meaningful minutes in that first Orlando game, but that's what we're talking about. The Cavs have had this solid start. I think solid you know, any way you slice it, but they've done so with a lot of 
big pieces out of this lineup. And we have talked we have talked about it in the pre- in the preseason about how the three position, the three spot was the spot that was going to be fought for. That's the part that minutes was going to be have to really earn. And the, the the injuries have really put a damper on those things because now. You have that is the position that we have gotten the least consistent in terms of players, in terms of starting. I mean, JB Bickerstaff has played up to the day of this tape in seven games and has used the same lineup twice. Right, six different. And the moment that that Dante Exum was still waiting for his return, but the moment that he shows that he has really adapted well, well to the role and the challenge that JB has given to him. And he suffered the injury. So we'll see now how the coaching staff do, do their magic and, and try to come up with some kind of consistency. I think more like we have mentioned it, the rotation that JB is able to use. Yeah, and for clarification, we're waiting on word, word how yeah. severe the Dante yeah. Exum injury is uh, at the time of taping. That took place just last night as the Cavs were in Orlando. We're going to take our final break and be back to wrap things up on Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams right after this. We are closing up shop here at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. The Cavaliers' longest road trip of the first half of the season is concluding. It is a five-city, six-game, ten-day trip. And then the Cavs come home for a homestand. Fans up to close to 2,000 back in the building as the Cavs get a look at Memphis, Utah, and the Knicks, the 11th, the 12th, and the 15th. I think wait. The, the most important part of that is not only we're coming back home to Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse, but the fact that we're going to have close to 2,000 fans in the stands and, and put everything that we have worked on, and I say we as an organization, <laughs> but uh, our, leader, our leadership and everybody here at Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse and at the Cavaliers organization and Cleveland Clinic have really put in the time while most of us were home to make sure that this is the safest place to be at indoors, and, and I can't wait. The building folks, the engineers. Everybody, Let's remember, yeah. too, they are used to working in tight quarters. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do that. Over the last nine months to get this building ready to go, it, it looks beautiful. And like I said, fans finally are, are going to get back where they belong as that stream uh, continues here as the uh, season progresses. And just a reminder, too, to our fans, SeatKick is our new ticketing right. partner. And we have to make sure that you know that everything here has been done, that you guys are going to be safe if you come to the arena. Touchless. Make sure that you download your, your SeatKick app and link your account, your all account with, that we had. So... Everything is cashless and touchless, and obviously we need you here to help our guys get a double yourself. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Can't wait. Uh, that will do it for us on Cavs that's HQ. It. Yeah, that's it. Woo. Thanks to Joe Gabriel. Thanks to yeah. Cavs assistant coach Dan Giroux as the Cavaliers roll on. Rafa homestand coming straight ahead. So long, everyone. Tres segundos en el reloj. Lance el triple. Sí, señor. Tres de tres de larga distancia para Darius Garland. That pass through the hands of Baker. Comes to Nance. Two to shoot. Sexton forces one and he got it. Don't think about it. Just do it, young man. Sexton cross court pass to Osmond. Fires. He knocks it down and the Cavaliers have taken the lead. El Torito va a levantar el triple en camino. Sí, señor Colin Sexton. Su segundo triple de la noche vuelve a darle ventaja de tres a los Cavaliers. Cavs HQ was brought to you by Sherwin-Williams, the official paint and coatings partner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And by Huntington. If you need guidance on your money right now, talk to Huntington. Welcome.